section three of edmund dantes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org edmund dantes by edmund flagg the conflagration as the count of monte cristo esperance ali and the servants approached the palace on their return from the struggle with the bandits in the almond grove their ears were suddenly saluted by loud cries of terror they came from the library and thither monte cristo hurried followed by his son on the floor in the centre of the apartment haydee lay in a swoon and bending over her mother was zuleika screaming and wringing her little hands the count raised his wife and placed her upon a divan while esperance brought a water-jar and bathed her temples with its cool refreshing contents zuleika meanwhile holding her mother's hands and sobbing violently at last haydee recovered consciousness and opening her eyes gazed wildly around her seeing her husband esperance and zuleika safe beside her she uttered a faint sigh of relief it was several moments longer before she could speak then she exclaimed in a tremulous voice oh my lord did you meet that terrible man what man haydee asked the count do you mean benedetto i do not know his name i never saw him before answered haydee but his face was all battered and bleeding on his uncovered head the locks were matted and unkempt and his garments were torn as if in wrenching his way through a thicket of tangled briars benedetto it was benedetto cried monte cristo you do not mean to say he was here in this room he was here and only a short time ago replied haydee with a shudder i was standing at the window with zuleika when he rushed by me like a whirlwind and going to your secretary endeavoured to open it but in vain then with a cry of rage he ran to the window leaped out into the darkness and was gone i know nothing further for as he vanished i fell to the floor in a swoon monte cristo touched a bell and almost immediately ali stood bowing before him as calm and unmoved as though nothing unusual had occurred ali said the count post all the servants within and without the palace and let the strictest watch be kept until dawn the chief of the bandits who is no other than the former prince cavalcanti was here in our absence and must yet be hovering in the vicinity see that he does not effect another entrance as his purpose is robbery if not murder ali signified by his eloquent pantomime that he had already taken it upon himself to station the servants as his master directed and that it would be utterly impossible for any one to approach the palace without being seen and seized as the faithful nubian turned to retire monte cristo noticed that his right hand was bandaged as if wounded and inquired whether he had been hurt in the conflict with the bandits ali explained that a dagger thrust had cut his palm but that the wound had been properly cared for and would soon heal when the count and his family were once more alone together haydee threw herself at her husband's feet and humbly demanded pardon what have you done to require pardon asked monte cristo in astonishment speak but i forgive you beforehand 
oh my lord said haydée still maintaining her kneeling posture despite her husband's efforts to raise her oh my lord i have been guilty of a despicable act but my love for you and fears for your safety must be my excuse you left the letter you received so strangely this morning lying upon your secretary i opened it and hurriedly made myself acquainted with its contents for i had a premonition that some terrible danger threatened you oh my lord pardon pardon monte cristo raised her to her feet and imprinted a kiss upon her pallid brow so then it is to you haydee that i owe my timely rescue from the hands of benedetto and his band of cutthroats had you committed even a much more serious fault than peeping into my correspondence that would be more than sufficient to secure my full forgiveness but do you know that esperance shot and killed the miscreant who held his pistol to my temple and was about to blow out my brains esperance said haydee in bewilderment did he not remain behind with zuleika and myself no mamma said the boy holding his head proudly erect i could not remain behind i knew papa was in danger and taking a pistol that i had seen ali load this morning from the cabinet of firearms i followed the servants arriving at the almond grove just in time haydee ran to her son and taking him in her arms pressed him fondly to her heart kissing him again and again oh esperance she cried had i known you were in the midst of those bloodthirsty cutthroats i should have died of terror but you have saved your father's life my son and i bless you for it he is a little hero said monte cristo impressively zuleika had thrown herself upon the divan and utterly worn out by the excitement through which she had passed was already wrapped in a deep slumber the count haydee and esperance however could not resign themselves to sleep and when the grey light of dawn appeared in the eastern sky they were still in the library and still watching benedetto had not been seen again and a diligent search of the entire island made by ali and the servants failed to reveal even the slightest trace of him he had evidently succeeded in finding some fisherman's skiff and in it had made his escape this view of the case was confirmed a few hours later when old alexis came to the palace and informed monte cristo that his smack had vanished during the night having in all probability been carried off by thieves i knew said the fisherman that the island of kilo was infested by bandits but i had no idea they would venture here now however i thought i had better put you on your guard i am much indebted to you alexis said the count then slipping a purse of money into his hand he added take that and provide yourself with a new boat alexis touched his cap bowed and was about to withdraw when monte cristo said to him assuming a careless tone by the way my good fellow have you ever chanced to meet any of the bandits you mentioned often excellency replied alexis what kind of men are they bold bad wretches whose hands have been more than once stained with innocent blood what is their strength they number about fifty do any women dwell among them yes excellency their wives and sweethearts who is the leader of the band a strange morose man who has not been long in their midst is he a greek 
no excellency he is a foreigner a frenchman quite likely though i am not sure what is his name he calls himself demetrius did he ever question you about me yes excellency and what did you reply i told him you were the count of monte cristo ah what did he say then he said he had heard of you before that will do alexis i have all the information i require the fisherman again touched his cap and making a low bow took his departure under ordinary circumstances monte cristo would not have been disturbed by the presence of bandits so near the island of salmis but it became an altogether different thing when those bandits were led by benedetto a month passed but in it nothing occurred calculated to break the tranquillity of the count and his family the bandits had not reappeared and benedetto had given no sign of life the faithful ali no longer deemed it necessary to maintain his precautions against surprise and the strict watch that had been kept up day and night ever since the conflict in the almond grove was abandoned heyday zuleika and esperance resumed their usual mode of life having apparently dismissed the robbers from their minds while even monte cristo seemed free from all uneasiness one night while the count was writing at a late hour in the library he yielded to fatigue and fell asleep over his papers his slumber was troubled with a strange and vivid dream a man in the picturesque garb of a greek peasant and wearing a mask on his face suddenly stood before him with his arms folded upon his breast monte cristo saw him distinctly though unable to stir either hand or foot the singular visitant surveyed the count long and steadily there was something vaguely familiar about him but as to his identity the sleeper could form no idea at last he slowly removed the mask and recognition was instantaneous the man was danglars he raised his right hand and pointing with his forefinger at the count said deliberately with a hiss like some venomous serpent edmond dantes there is a bitter account open between us and i am here to force you to a bitter settlement the light of the huge lamp suspended from the ceiling fell full upon danglars countenance it was as bloodless as that of a corpse and the eyes shone with a remorseless vindictive glare the banker continued in the same hissing tone his words penetrating to the very marrow of the slumberer's bones count of monte cristo for by that name it still pleases you to be called listen to me by the most ingenious and fiendish combinations possible for a human being to contrive you wrecked my fortune and with it my hopes you drove me ignominiously from paris in rome you caused me to be starved and robbed by luigi vampa and his brigands then with the malevolent magnanimity of an archdemon you sent me forth into the world a fugitive and an outcast count of monte cristo edmond dantes low-born sailor of marseilles modern mephistopheles as you are i will be even with you you have had your vengeance now you shall feel mine here in the grecian archipelago on the island of salmis i will torture you through your dearest affections and grind you to dust beneath my heel as danglars finished his features changed and became those of villefort 
while his greek peasant's garb was transformed into the sombre habiliments of the procureur du roi villefort's face wore the look of madness but there was a freezing calmness in his voice as he said edmond dantes count of monte cristo gaze upon the ruin you have made through you i was dragged down from my high position exposed humiliated and deprived of reason but although the mere wreck of my former self i am not utterly powerless as you shall learn to your cost you raised up my infamous son benedetto to be the instrument of my destruction now he shall work yours and avenge his unhappy father the apparition paused sighed deeply and then resumed in a tone of still greater menace count of monte cristo look well to your beloved wife heyday look well to your heroic son esperance look well to your darling daughter zuleika for this night they are in frightful danger look well to your fabulous riches for they are threatened look well to your stately and magnificent palace for already the element that shall devour it is noiselessly and stealthily at work count of monte cristo farewell a heart-rending shriek rang in the sleeper's ears a mighty flash dazzled his eyes and with a grim smile upon his pallid countenance villefort vanished monte cristo awoke with a quick start and passed his hand across his forehead as if dazed then he leaped to his feet and glanced breathlessly about him danglars and villefort had been only the idle coinage of his brain but the heart-rending shriek the mighty flash they were indeed stern realities the shriek was heyday's and the flash was fire my god cried monte cristo standing for an instant rooted to the spot can it be possible that this dream is the truth after all and that i am even now to feel the vengeance of those two men he sprang into the spacious hall that was as light as day and as he did so the figure of a man rushed by him it was benedetto and in his hand he held a long knife dripping with blood the count turned and pursued him snatching a dagger from a table as he ran at the door leading to the lawn he grasped him firmly by the shoulder and held him murderer he shouted whose blood is that upon your knife the blood of heyday the greek slave hissed benedetto with a glare of ferocious triumph the blood of heyday your wife edmond dantes i am even with you monte cristo struck at the assassin with his dagger but benedetto eluded the blow and raising his own weapon inflicted a frightful gash upon the count's cheek a terrible struggle ensued monte cristo was possessed of wonderful strength and activity but in both these respects the two desperate antagonists seemed fairly matched three times did the count bury his dagger in benedetto's body but though the assassin's blood gushed copiously from his wounds he continued to fight with the utmost determination at length the men grappled in a supreme deadly effort but monte cristo making a false step slipped on the blood-spattered marble floor and benedetto with the quickness of thought hurling him backward freed himself and bounding through the open doorway vanished in the darkness beyond the count uttered a groan of despair as he saw heyday's self-confessed murderer escape him and staggered to his feet the fierce 
conflict with benedetto had exhausted him and he stood for an instant panting and breathless the shrieks had now grown fainter and the hall was full of smoke during all this time neither ali nor any of the servants under him had appeared a circumstance that to monte cristo seemed inexplicable he however did not pause to give it thought but dashed up the stairway and strove to reach his wife's apartment blinding stifling clouds of smoke through which penetrated the glare of the conflagration drove him back again and again but he renewed his attempts to force a passage with undaunted energy and courage finally compressing his lips and holding his nostrils with the thumb and forefinger of his right hand he gave a headlong plunge and succeeded in reaching Hayday's door it was open displaying a scene that caused the count's heart to sink within him the whole chamber was one sea of flame fiery tongues like so many writhing and hissing serpents were licking and consuming the costly tapestry the richly carved furniture and the magnificent objects of art the curtains of the bed were blazing and upon the couch lay the senseless form of the wife of monte cristo the pallor of her faultless countenance contrasting painfully with the ruddy glow of the devouring element in Hayday's breast was a gaping wound from which her life-blood was slowly oozing in ruby drops rendered utterly reckless by the terrible sight the count madly rushed to the couch tore his beloved Hayday from it and clasping her tightly against his bosom staggered into the corridor with his precious burden there the smoke had increased in volume and density but summoning all his resolution and endurance to his aid he plunged through it and finally was successful in reaching the library then with the swiftness of a flash of lightning the husband was replaced by the father and monte cristo for the first time since Hayday's shrieks had awakened him from his dream thought of his children where were they and what had happened to them the count felt a cold perspiration break out upon his forehead and a feeling of unspeakable dread took entire possession of him Hayday demanded immediate attention but esperance and zuleika must instantly be found and rescued at the top of his voice monte cristo shouted for ali but no reply was returned fearing to leave Hayday for even a moment the count strode about the library like a caged wild animal still holding her in his arms he shouted again and again until he was hoarse calling distractedly upon esperance zuleika and all the servants in turn at last an answering shout came suddenly from the lawn and old alexis followed by several fishermen leaped into the library through an open window resigning Hayday to alexis the count accompanied by the fishermen fairly flew to the apartment of his children situated on a corridor in another portion of the palace there esperance and zuleika were discovered gagged and bound they lay upon the floor of their chamber while ali who had been treated in like manner was extended near them to release the prisoners was but the work of a moment and then it was learned that all the servants under ali were confined in their dormitory they as well as monte cristo's children and the nubian had been suddenly seized by a party of rough-looking greeks evidently a portion of benedetto's band meanwhile the flames had spread from Hayday's chamber to the adjoining quarters of the edifice and the entire palace seemed doomed 
for to check the conflagration appeared impossible but so happy had the count been made by the recovery of his son and daughter unharmed that he gave himself no concern about the probable destruction of his magnificent property seizing his children he directed ali and the fishermen to release the captive servants and hastily returned to the library as he entered the room haydee uttered a low groan and opened her eyes she was lying on a divan where old alexis had placed her esperance and zuleika sprang to her side she took each by the hand and as she did so they saw the wound in her breast zuleika burst into tears esperance compressed his lips and grew deadly pale my loved one said haydee faintly i feel that i am about to leave you forever perhaps in a few moments be good children and obey your father in all things esperance zuleika stoop and kiss me they did as she desired her lips were already purple and cold the stamp of death was upon her features suddenly her frame was convulsed and her eyes assumed a glassy look monte cristo my husband where are you she said in a broken voice here haydee answered the count approaching he strove to appear calm but could not control his emotion nearer nearer edmund said haydee growing weaker and weaker the count sank on his knees beside his dying wife and put his arms about her neck oh haydee haydee he sobbed thrice accursed be the infamous wretch who has done this edmund my children farewell gasped haydee i am going to a better land the death-rattle was in her throat she raised herself with a mighty effort gazed lovingly at her husband and children and strove to speak again but could not then a flickering shade of violet passed over her countenance and she fell back dead esperance and zuleika stood as if stunned monte cristo was overwhelmed with grief and despair the whole palace is in flames save yourselves save yourselves cried a fisherman rushing into the library followed by his companions ali and the servants monte cristo leaped to his feet seizing the corpse of haydee and raising it in his arms ali grasped esperance and zuleika and the entire party hastened from the burning edifice they were not an instant too soon for as they quitted the library the tempest of fire burst into it accompanied by torrents of smoke the fishermen and servants commanded by the nubian had made every effort to save the doomed mansion but in vain monte cristo and his children found refuge in the hut of alexis to which haydee's body was reverently borne the wife of monte cristo was buried on the island of salmis and over her remains her husband erected a massive monument shortly afterwards the count esperance and zuleika attended by the faithful ali quitted the island and took passage on a vessel bound for france End of section 3